Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Guess what time it is, Conchetta? Sleepyhead Stories time? Sleepyhead Stories time. And guess what else time it is? Birthday? Birthdays shout-outs. Oh, I love birthday shout-outs. Birthday shout-outs, regular shout-outs, guys. We have a lot of shout-outs today. We have nine shout-outs from all over the world. So we're going to get right to it because we haven't done shout-outs in a while. So we've got a big pile there here. There's two pages of shout-outs. Yes. So let's get started. I have the globe here. You guys can't see, but we have a globe. So I can show Conchetta all the different places on the globe where the shout-outs are coming from. First shout-out. And in no particular order, and thank you for your patience for waiting for these. First shout out is from Jack, sorry, Jackson in Washington. Hi, Jackson. Hi, Jackson. Jackson loves listening each night before bed. And this is where Washington is, right there. See that? Yeah, with all the portable polar bears and the honey. Well, not by the polar bears. A little below the polar bears is Washington, but that's Washington. Hi, Jackson. Thanks for listening. Next shout-out is from Sunny from Boston, Massachusetts. Say hi, Sunny. Hi, Sunny. (laughs) Sunny listens to us also each night. And Sunny's birthday was yesterday, June 16th. And she's six. Happy birthday, Sunny. I'm six. I know. And I'm going to show you where Boston, Massachusetts is right here kind of above where the Statue of Liberty is right up there right there like where there's nothing yeah right there where there's nothing (laughs) only in Massachusetts is there thanks Sunny next shout out is to Josie May from and I'm sorry if I don't say this right from Aldinga South Australia she's seven and she is inspired to start her own podcast. Hi, Josie May. Hi. Thank you for listening all the way in Australia. Aldinga, Australia. Conchetta, look. It's right... Whoa, oh, wow. All the way under here. I'm not sure where Aldinga is exactly, but this is South Australia in this area here. So oh. she's all... Oh, Who's all the kangaroos and sloths? That's a koala. That's not a sloth. But yes. <laughs> Next shout out. Rachel Kreider. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. Rachel Kreider and her family. She has lots of kids who love listening to Sleepyhead Stories. And they were also inspired to start their own podcast. So hi, Kreider family. Hi, Kreider family. Thank you for listening. Next is Bella from Wellington, New Zealand. Conchetta, look down here. Even further down, this is New Zealand. Isn't that cool? 
With like, all the caves and dolphins. Yeah, around the dolphins and stuff right there. Bella from Wellington, New Zealand. She's four and she loves listening each night and she loves cats. I do too. Yeah, I know. So thank you, Bella. Say, I keep trying to ask mom to buy them. Well, we'll see. We have a big dog who loves to chase cats, so I don't think that'd be fair to the cat. When she's old. When she's old, maybe. All right, next shout-out is to Emma, who's seven, and Jackson, who's five, from Auckland, New Zealand. Another New Zealand family. Whoa. Whoa, is right. Their favorite book is The Book Without Pictures, their favorite episode that we read. Oh, we yeah. We read that the other night again. Yeah, for bedtime. Yes, we did. Hi, Emma and Jackson in Auckland, New Zealand. Thank you so much for listening. Next, this one's far away too. This is to Thanu or Thanu. And again, I'm sorry if I don't pronounce your name right. T-H-A-N-U. From Malaysia. Conchetta, let me show you where Malaysia is. Malaysia is a weird place. And it's not weird. It's very cool. It's all the way on the other side of the world, right here. There's palm trees there. So palm trees, yeah. There's we, palm have palm, tre- we have palm trees in Florida. Palm trees in Florida, yes, we do. We have that in common. It's hot and humid, just like here. And Thainu is was inspired by Sleepyhead Stories to start her own podcast as well. So thank you for listening, Thainu. And let us know what your podcast is called so we can listen, guys. Next shout-out is to Nova... Juno and Zeke. What cool names. From Lakewood, Ohio. Oh, back to the US. Do 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 do. All the way over here. Ohio. Oh yeah. Here it is. Ohio is right around here. A little bit west of the Statue of Liberty area on the globe. And they love listening to Sleepyhead Stories, of course, and we thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Cool names. And our last shout-out of the day is to Jack and Brooks. They're brothers who love listening to Sleepyhead Stories. I'm not sure where they live, guys, so I'm sorry. I think they're in the U.S., but I'm not sure. Um, And yesterday was Jack's sixth birthday. Another birthday. Happy birthday, Jack. Hope you had a great day. Thanks for listening to Sleepyhead Stories. Thank you. Yes. So, guys, those were our shout-outs today. If I forgot anyone in the weeks of this crazy uh, time that's going on, I'm very sorry. I am back to keeping up with things. (laughs) I kind of let everything slide and slack with Sleepyhead Story shout-outs and things. And I apologize, but thank you all for being patient. And let us know if we missed you. We will definitely add you to the next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Sleepyhead Stories. I've decided this week that we are going to finish The Wind in the Willows. Uh, sorry if you hear some rumbling. That's my dog going crazy outside the door. <laughs> So, we are going to continue. We are going to go on to chapter 7. Oh, there's the dog. The Further Adventures of Toad. And this, if you remember, Toad escaped prison on a train dressed as an old woman and jumped off the train and into the wild wood and hid inside a hollow tree. So that's where we start with chapter 7. What happens after that? 
So if you just stay tuned, we will continue in a moment. Hold on. Chapter 7. The Further Adventures of Toad The front door of the hollow tree faced eastwards, so Toad was called at an early hour, partly by the bright sunlight streaming in on him, and partly by the exceeding coldness on his toes. He had the world all to himself that early summer morning. The dewy woodland, as he threaded it, was solitary and still, the reserved, rustic road was presently joined by a shy little brother in the shape of a canal, which took its hand and ambled along by its side in perfect confidence, but with the same tongue-tied, uncommunicative attitude towards strangers. "'Bother them,' said Toad to himself. "'But anyhow, one thing's clear. They must be both coming from somewhere and going to somewhere.' So. He marched on, patiently by the water's edge. Round a bend in the canal came plodding a solitary horse. From rope traces attached to his collar stretched a long line, taut but dipping with his stride, the further part of it dripping pearly drops. The toad let the horse pass and stood waiting for what the fates were sending him. With a swirl of quiet water at its blunt bow, the barge slid up alongside him, its gaily painted gunwale level with the towing path, its sole occupant a stout woman wearing a linen sunbonnet, one brawny arm laid along the tiller. A nice morning, ma'am, she remarked to Toad as she drew up level with him. I dare say it is, ma'am, responded to Toad politely. I dare say it is a nice morning to them that's not in sore trouble, like what I am. Here's my merry daughter. She sends off to come to her at once. So off I come, fearing the worst, as you will understand, ma'am, if you're a mother too. And I've left my business to look after it. I'm in the washing and laundering line, and I've left my young children to look after themselves, and a more mischievous set of young imps doesn't exist, ma'am, and I've lost my money and my way, and as for what may be happening to my married daughter, I don't like to think of it, ma'am. Where might your married daughter be living, ma'am? asked the barge woman. She lives near to the river, ma'am, replied Toad, close to a fine house called Toad Hall. That's somewhere in these parts. Perhaps you've heard of it. Toad Hall? Why, I'm going that way myself, replied the barge woman. You come along in the barge with me. She steered the barge close to the bank, and Toad, with many humble and grateful acknowledgments, stepped lightly on board and sat down with great satisfaction. So you're in the washing business, ma'am, said the barge woman politely as they glided along. And a very good business you've got too, I dare say. Finest business in the country, said Toad airily. All the gentry come to me. 
You see, I understand my work thoroughly and I attend to it all myself. Washing, ironing, clear starching, making up gents' fine shirts for evening wear. Everything's done under my own eye. But surely you don't want to do all the work yourself, ma'am, asked the barge woman respectfully. Oh, uh, I have girls, said Toad lightly. Twenty girls or so thereabouts. But you know what girls are, ma'am. So I do know said the barge woman with heartiness. And you are very fond of washing? I love it, said Toad. I simply dote on it. But then it comes to easy to me, so it's no trouble at all. What luck meeting you, observed the barge woman thoughtfully. A piece of good fortune for both of us. Why, what do you mean, asked Toad nervously. Well, look at me now, replied the barge woman. I like washing too, just the same as you do. And for that matter, whether I like it or not, I have got to do all my own. Now my husband, he's such a fellow for shirking his work and leaving the barge to me, that never a moment do I get for seeing to my own affairs. By rights, he ought to be here now, either steering or attending to the horse through the lucky through the waters and has sense enough to attend to himself instead of which he's gone off with the dog to see if they can pick up rabbit for dinner somewhere says he'll catch up with me later at the next lock but meantime here i am to get on with my washing oh never mind about the washing said toad try and fix your mind on that rabbit got any onions I can't fix my mind on anything but my washing, said the barge woman. There's a heap of things of mine that you'll find in a corner of the cabin. If you'll take just one or two of the most necessary sort and put them through the wash tub as we go along, why, it would be a pleasure to you, as you rightly say, and a real help to me. You'll find a tub handy and soap and a kettle on the stove and a bucket to haul up the water from the canal with. Then I shall know you're enjoying yourself instead of sitting here idle. Here, let me steer, said Toad, thoroughly frightened. Then you can get your washing on your way. I'm more used to gentlemen's things. It's my special line. Let you steer, said the barge woman. It takes practice to steer a barge properly. No, you do the washing you're so fond of, and I'll stick to steering. That's what I understand. Toad fetched the tub, soap, and other necessities from the cabin, selected a few garments at random, tried to recollect what he had seen in casual glances through laundry windows, and set to. A long half-hour passed, and every minute of it Toad was getting crosser and crosser. Nothing that he could do to the things seemed to please them or do them good. Once or twice he looked nervously over his shoulder at the barge woman, but she appeared to be gazing out in front of her, absorbed in her steering. His back ached badly, and he noticed with dismay that his paws were beginning to get all crinkly. He muttered under his breath words that should never pass the lips of either washerwomen or toads. A burst of laughter made him straighten himself up and look around. The barge woman was leaning back, and laughing till tears ran down her cheeks. I've been watching you, she gasped. I thought you must be a humbug from the conceited way you talked. 
Never wash so much as a dishcloth in your life, I'll say. Toad's temper, which had been simmering for some time now, boiled over and he lost all control of himself. You common barge woman, he shouted. Don't you laugh at me. Don't you dare talk to me like that. Washerwoman indeed. I would have to know that I am Toad, a very well-known, respected, distinguished Toad. I may be under a cloud at present, but I will not be laughed at by a barge woman. The woman moved nearer to him and peered under his bonnet closely. Huh, why so you are, she cried. Well, I never. A horrid, nasty, crawly toad, and in my nice clean barge, too. Now that is a thing that I will not have. She relinquished the tiller for a moment. One big, mottled arm shot out and caught Toad by a foreleg, while the other gripped him by a hind leg. Then the world turned upside down. The barge seemed to flit across the sky. The wind whistled in his ears, and Toad found himself flying through the air, revolving rapidly as he went. The water, when he eventually reached it, with a loud splash, proved quite cold enough for his taste though its chill was not sufficient to quell his proud spirit or slack the heat of his furious temper. Then down he went and came up breathless and sputtering. Presently, he saw that he was approaching a big, dark hole in the bank just above his head, and as the stream bore him past, he reached up with a paw and caught hold of the edge and held on. Then slowly and with difficulty, he drew himself up out of the water till at last he was able to rest his elbows on the edge of the hole. There he remained for some minutes, puffing and panting, for he was quite exhausted. As he sighed and blew and stared before him into the dark hole, some bright small thing shone and twinkled in its depths, moving forward towards him. As it approached, a face grew up gradually around it, and it was a familiar face, brown and small with whiskers, grave and round with neat ears and silky hair. It was the water rat. Guys, that is the end of chapter seven. It's a short chapter, but a good one. So that toad, man, the, his adventures, he made it home to the water rat thankfully, but of course was trying to pretend he was a washerwoman and the barge woman kind of knew he was making things up and eventually tossed him off her barge. So we're going to leave it there. Next week we'll get on with chapter eight. I hope you enjoyed. Have a great day or a great night. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. You can find us on any major podcast platform, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and many more. So please make sure your parents are subscribing so you can get notified every time we release a new episode. If you want to give us a shout out, please reach out to us either on our Instagram or Facebook pages, or you can send an email to sleepyheadstoriespodcast at gmail.com or go on our website and send us a message there. We want to thank you all for listening in each week, and we want to say hello to all of our new listeners. 
We love doing sleepyhead stories. We love hearing from all of you and we love reading books. So thanks for joining in on all the fun. Have a great day or a great night and we'll talk to you in the next episode.